Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I'm your host, so expect to hear more from me. This is a weekly radio show on WPRK featuring makers, artists, and professionals who are doing something neat. Consider subscribing to the show on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. After subscribing, visit toacertaindegree.com. You can listen to old shows and, more importantly, check out some of the projects we're working on outside of the show. These range in technology from the very new with 3D printers to the very outdated with typewriters and anything in between. You can also invest in some of these ideas if you have a lot of small, unmarked bills. Now on with the show. Igloo Ghost with Pale Eyes on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. Still getting used to the microphones and things here. And I have some very special guests, as I do every week. I'm going to turn my mic up a little bit, though. I feel like it's not... Oh, there we go. Now I can hear myself. Very special guests. It's their first time to a radio station, so I'm trying to be an act professional. And it's very difficult because they're so talented, and I've been wanting to have them on for quite a while. I'm making their heads swell. Uh, Ella and Alex are here. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, you may know them as Bubblegum Girl and Midori Ringo from around town here and uh, at various shows and things of that nature. Yeah, we frequent a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always running around the Orlando Arts yeah. team. Well, and I'm so happy to have you here so we can talk about that, so we could talk about your own artwork, what inspires you going to UCF as well. I wanted a little, little bit about the process by which you went to college and things like that. But first, uh, I don't really know you at all. <laughs> I think we can say that safely. Mysterious Midori Ringo. We, yeah. spent, we spent a little bit of time together this morning um, getting something to drink and uh, trying to figure out the station and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, let's play a game. All right, say? I'm ready. Okay, so kind of like 20 questions, but we're going to change it up a little bit. So instead of saying yes or no, up or down, you're going to say Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. And so okay. Dr. Jekyll, if you're for something, because he's a doctor, what's right. great, what's better than being a doctor? <laughs> you have immediate authority whenever you walk in the room, yep. you can say pretty much whatever you want and people will, you know, believe you. There you go. Uh, Mr. Hyde. Huh, my dad was Mr. Hyde. Right. It's a little too much respect for me. So Dr. Jekyll, if you're for something, Mr. Hyde, if you're against it. All right. Okay. Summer camp, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. Mm. Oh, man. Jekyll, if it's the right kind of camp. <laughs> what, okay, so what's the right kind of camp? Um, nothing that's academic. So ninja. <laughs> summer math camp, maybe. Yeah, no, not not hide if it's math camp. Jekyll, if it's like art camp. So what if it was? Um, I've always thought that out of the four Harry Potter houses, Slytherin would make the best summer camp. Because you could <laughs> I'm really actually learn. a Slytherin. So yeah. Yeah. there we yeah. go. So you could learn like really valuable skills, yeah. like how to trick ambition. People. Oh well, I mean, yeah. There's the darker stuff. Right. I mean, you say ambition, <laughs> other people say uh, taking advantage. So yeah. Yeah. There's so. a pros and cons. To okay. So, but not academic. Uh, Alex, how about you? Uh, I think I'll have to go with uh, Dr. Jekyll. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, any summer camp is fine. Okay. 
Are you guys planning on any summer camps this summer, or oh is my. that in the past for you? I mean, in it's the past. Yeah, I would say in the I, past. I have, like, okay memories with summer camps, and they were good, so I, that's why I we'll think We'll leave I'll it at that, keep, you know, keep the memories good. Uh, let's talk about technology for a moment. How do you feel about voicemail, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde? Hyde. Mr. Hyde. Hyde for sure. Mr. Hyde. My voicemail isn't oh. even set up. <laughs> <laughs> like, people can't leave me voicemails. The only person that leaves me voicemails is my mom. Yeah. And you don't want those. No. no. Okay. Most of the time. Yeah. Those are not going to be ones that uh, that you want to listen to uh, because she's going to tell you something that you need to do and you probably don't want to do it. Oh, they're also probably like four minutes long. Oh, so. they, they always start with, hey, Alex. And there's a long pause and I'm just like, oh, no. Here we go. All right. Mom, if you're listening, thanks for all the voicemails. Uh, she doesn't know I'm on the radio today. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to send it. Uh, zombies. Dr. Oof. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde? Dr. Je- uh, yeah, Dr. Jekyll. Dr. Really? I, I mean, I would say I would have to say Hyde from like a practical standpoint. I mean. So IRL versus sort of in pop culture. Um, If it's pop culture, I'll say Jekyll because, you know, there could be some good zombie stuff. But like real life. I would, I would probably say hide. I mean, that doesn't really sound like something I want to deal with. Okay. Right. <laughs> I just think that it's nice to think about the zombie apocalypse in real life yeah. because then yeah. you don't oh have to God. worry about debt anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing I also for me. have no survival skills whatsoever, so that's what worries me a little bit. Oh, yeah, that could be good. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't I, like running. <laughs> <laughs> I think I play or watch people play too much Fallout. Yeah, or like, like once all my... those games, I'm like, yes, zombie apocalypse, I'm oh, ready. it gives you yeah. a sense of uh, that you'll be able to survive. Yeah, yeah I've never watched it. The Walking Dead, that's one thing once oh. my car's out of gas i'm just done that's like the end of me <laughs> so just drive into the ocean yeah pretty yeah, much okay. <laughs> might as well that makes a lot of sense how do you guys feel about jerky beef jerky turkey um, jerky? as a vegetarian uh-huh. i actually tried this vegan jerky recently that was amazing and i ate the entire bag in one sitting so for that I'll say Jekyll because that was really good stuff. It was like a maple bacon flavor and it was completely vegan. So it was still like um, it was made out of vegetable. Or it was something? actually made out of textured soy protein oh, and okay. they had them in like these little strips. It was so good. Yeah. So Jekyll for me. And yeah. Alex? I'll, I'll say Jekyll because, you know, <laughs> I, and I'm jerky's, down to try the vegan jerky too. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no matter who you are, jerky's good. Okay. No matter, oh, well, that's for the National Jerky Council. We just came up with your tagline. No matter who you it's are. Good with rice, you know? Yeah, that's true. Jerky's good. Uh, the beach, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Ooh, Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde. Hyde for sure. I always try to invite her to the beach. I know. Beach, like. Every time Alex is like, you want to go to the beach? I'm like, oh, I have something going on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Now, what is it? Uh, what is it exactly that you don't like about the beach? Um, I don't like being hot. I okay. don't like the sun. I don't like being outside. Like all of I'm these things just... would be deal breakers. It seems. Yeah, I also just have this weird fear, like being like next to the open beach, that like gravity is just gonna stop and I'm just gonna <laughs> fall like into the beach. I don't know why. It's just with the beach, but I, it, it makes me kind of afraid. <laughs> So it's that it's the open space. Yeah, like it? it's not. I I don't even know if there's a phobia for it. Hold on, I want to explore the the gravity failing. <laughs> what exactly? <laughs> when gravity fails, what happens? Do you fly? Up uh, yeah, into the I'm just air? afraid that I'm just gonna fly into like the open space of the beach, and I don't. It's just like 
my brain is not being rational when it thinks this, but it's still a primal fear in me. So, I mean, <laughs> I avoid the beach. <laughs> right. For any future listeners, that's a fear you might want to exploit. Yeah, <laughs> might want to explore. Yeah. And Alex, so you are a fan of the beach, yeah. I take it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's actually recently I've gotten back into going to the beach because for a while... I just was so scared of the ocean and like every time I'd like step, if I like accidentally stepped on something, if oh I saw God, so yeah. many fish, but like I bought myself a, a floaty and that changed everything. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, having the floaty yeah. gives you a sense yeah. of security. Yeah. 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 I mean, I also worry about the um, sanitary conditions. That's another reason why I don't like the beach. <laughs> <Of> the beach? <laughs> yeah, because I just think about, I love children, but I think about them being in the ocean and you know what children do in the ocean because there's no Swim. bathrooms nearby. So, Wait, I mean, that's so, what scares me. <laughs> but the fish are all doing that too in there. I know, which is another reason why it's gross. Oh, I mean, gotcha, I'm just saying gotcha. all of okay. it in general. All right, very good. As artists, I always like to ask this question, mm-hmm. uh, cursive learning to write in cursive, mm. uh, learning to uh, read cursive. Uh, so that's something that schools are starting to require again. How do you feel about it, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde? It's actually funny because coming from an artist perspective, but also I'm an education major in college. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's not in the curriculum anymore where I work. Um, I don't think cursive is really necessary. To say, I mean, it's only necessary for when you're signing something and you can kind of just make it up as you go with your signature anyways. No like, one's really looking and no, comparing signatures. Yeah, and yeah. doctors kind of do whatever they want with their signature. Like, they're unreadable. So I think that cursive is kind of um, obsolete now. And I think that um, there are things that, more important things that people could be learning that they would be spent learning cursive, I guess. But um, Arm wrestling? Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's one. Ninja throwing stars. Yeah. So I'm going back to the Slytherin camp. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I I'm Dr. Jekyll for it because I guess from like a like a graphic design typography, mm-hmm. like I I like the the lettering. I I really like that stuff and I admire it. And I'm struggling to teach myself that now. Like I'm not really great at cursive and like. People have all of those, um, what is it, like the templates, like when they're in element, like back yeah. in elementary yeah. school. And I have stuff a few like of those that. if you want to practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm down for people to learn cursive. All right. Very good. How about tiny houses? Mm, I'm definitely hyped about this. And it's funny because um, one of my best friends really wants a tiny house and always tells me about how their tiny house is going to look. And for me, I just. I guess there's like a claustrophobic sense to it, but I could never imagine myself living in a tiny house. Hang on. So, Ella, you're not only scared of the big wide open spaces. Yeah, but all the closed spaces. But the tiny spaces. No, I don't know if it's so much claustrophobic as I have so much stuff that I'm not willing to get rid of. So there's also that. (laughs) It could probably fill a tiny house. So let me ask you this, because the idea of the tiny house is not necessarily that you need to move into the tiny house. It's that you simplify, right? Right, yeah. Like you simplify your stuff and then you're able to have a minimalist lifestyle. Yeah, potentially better. I don't know. It depends on yeah. the person and everything else. Uh, but yeah, so getting rid of your stuff you feel like would be I'm definitely tough. the opposite of minimalist <laughs> and I don't mean to be. I just, I've like so collect maximalist. a lot of cute stuff and mm. I don't want to get rid of it. So gotcha. that's just me. So hide. 
All right, Alex, how would uh, you feel about a tiny house? I'm Dr. Jekyll on this one, too, because <laughs> I, I'm I like actually... This. Did you guys know you were opposites on a lot yeah, of stuff? Yeah, no. but I feel like that makes us work. Yeah, we've yeah. known each other for, like, 10 years. Yeah. Like, um, but I'm, like, in the process of, like, trying to live minimalistic, like, very terribly so, but hopefully <laughs> by the time I graduate college, I'll only have, like, a medium suitcase full of stuff so that I can just up and go. Oh, so you've yeah. got your go bag all planned out. There's an appeal to that. Yeah, yeah. To kind of be like, you know. have the freedom to just leave whenever you want to. It would definitely take me like a week. Like right <laughs> now, I'm like refraining from buying new clothes until like, if I can get rid of one piece of clothing, I'll buy another piece of that clothing. Makes sense. But like, I'm trying not to accumulate more and more stuff. Yeah. So you're you're sort of carbon neutral when it comes to clothing. Yeah, I guess. I like that. Carbon neutral. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I like that. So let's go back to technology for a second. How do you guys feel about driverless cars? Mm. Mm. I feel like... As someone who came out from South Daytona this morning to (laughs) be here. Right. No, I know. Which I see the appeal. I do. But I also think about all those movies where like all robots and like automated, like artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. things, you know, become evil. So like, you know, what if your car or... If the GPS messes up, like, you know, in the office and you just drive, like, into a lake. So, like, (laughs) there's a lot of different reasons. I feel like I would have to make a pros and cons list for this one. It's a little too complex just to form an opinion straight out. But in general, do you like the idea of just jumping in a car, telling it where to go? Yeah, that's definitely because I don't like driving. It's, like, a big hassle to me. So if I can just sit there and, like, be on my phone for the entire process, that would be ideal. All right. Alex, what do you think? I'm I'm so down for it because I drive so much. Yeah. <laughs> I drive so much. If you know I'm so like I hate driving around Orlando yeah, actually. It's not like, fun in big cities. In, in Daytona, it's like the traffic is just slow, but yeah. it's not dense. But right. over here it's just like it's a bunch of things. It's slow so stressful. And, dense and, and just yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right. So jump in the car. Maybe it'll kill a bunch of people, but <laughs> at least you, you know. don't have to drive. <laughs> Yeah. I think the insurance covers that somewhere, right? Yeah. Somewhere on Probably. the... Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, how do you feel about sandwiches? Oh, I like sandwiches. I think that's a college student thing to like because it's really easy and fast. Mm-hmm. So, Do you have a favorite sandwich, Ella? Oh, my gosh. I'm so bad at picking favorites. <laughs> I would have to say the sandwich I eat the most whether it's my favorite or not, is grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. So if yes. that says anything about me, <laughs> it's probably like the fastest thing I can make when I'm too lazy to cook. So. Yeah. I need something hot. I don't want to put any effort in though. Grilled cheese. Yep. Wait, is that, are you vegetarian or vegan? I'm vegetarian. Okay. I was I'm say. striving to be vegan one day. One but day. Yeah. But cheese, man. Yeah, cheese. but cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sandwiches. I made a, a discovery one day when I was cutting garlic on my cutting board. Mm-hmm. But like somehow I was like also like it, the butter and the garlic somehow made it together. Yes. And I guess I was also pan frying it. Yes. And then I made like this garlic bread grilled treat grilled cheese and that it was like, sounds it was like so something good. i need to make when i get home yeah yeah but also like <laughs> so two great tastes that taste great together right. yeah. yeah i mean but there's good. also pretty complex sandwiches that are also really good too mm-hmm. so i mean sandwiches all around all right i give a jackal <laughs> very good how do you guys feel about crowdsourcing so as artists uh so the idea is that you know you're you're maybe putting an idea out there and you're getting feedback or 
you're looking for ideas for things to make. So kind of like Kickstarter. Uh, yeah, but not so much crowdfunding, so crowdsourcing, oh. just asking people what they think about. Yeah, you know, I, I think your that's definitely of that nature. I You're think, really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think getting feedback is just a really good thing because you know while you always want to keep in mind what you want to do as an artist and what direction you want to take with like your career path and everything, it's really good to get the opinions of the people supporting you because you know you want to you kind of want like a beneficial relationship mm-hmm. there, you know, like you want to do you want to make sure that like you're doing something they like. So that, you know, you're kind of, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So do you have like a board of advisors um, at all as far as as your Mm, art goes? My board of advisors is like Instagram polls. So (laughs) I kind of ask people like how they feel about something. And, you know, I kind of gauged, you know, based on the votes, kind of where I'm going to go, like with the project. So has that ever influenced uh, something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like from products to like events that you're going to or like um, how they feel about um, art being made of a certain thing. It's like it's so varied. Yeah. 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 I, for you. I'm, I'm because I watch her do it and she does it so well and she has like a really <laughs> good fan base. Like, yeah, you know, Dr. Jekyll. But for some reason, like, I guess because my account's been open for like so long, like, kind of hard to get like a reaction or like yeah. a response from people um with my stuff engagement is like a really big thing yeah but i'm, I'm i like it it definitely helps with the stuff that i do yeah mm-hmm. it's also fun like interacting and kind of maybe getting to know or just you know learning what the people who are fans of your work are like you know mm-hmm. good all right one last one for now i uh, wanted to ask you about this because i'm fascinated by the idea amazon go is the new shop that opened up in Seattle. It's a test that Amazon is doing. Mm-hmm. So you open up the app, you walk in, you get your stuff, and you walk out. Oh, There's yeah, no I've cashier. heard of those. Oh, so you, like, buy everything in advance? or No. No, it, no. it like, charges your credit card, like, oh. after yeah. you leave. So there's cameras so and scanners in mm-hmm. the thing, but you don't have to actually stop anywhere. So if you just yeah. want to go in and grab a bottle of water, you grab it, you walk out, it charges you automatically. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely a really cool thing because um, I hate waiting in lines, so (laughs) that would kind of minimize it maybe. But um, I also feel like, you know, as we grow with technology and stuff like that, there's also people who I think maybe could take advantage of that technology. While shoplifting is virtually impossible in that kind of, like, um, environment, Mm -hmm. I feel like... Because you they have could to like possibly make like on. a like a. You have to have the app open to even yeah. walk in, and there's but still like, going to be people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like it's just empty. Mm-hmm. I just feel like somehow somebody is going to find like a way to like kind of get around it and get some free groceries because definitely I mean, people I are like that for the startup. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. yeah I, um, I think that's really cool. Uh, just like anything that's like convenient. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're just trying to get a quick snack and go and you don't want to wait like behind the six families who are getting groceries. Like going back to AIs and stuff, like I'm totally down. Every, oh my gosh. AIs take yeah. over everything, I'm fine. <laughs> I like that idea too because then if they do want to take over, I feel like they're not going to work together. Mm. Because yeah. if you think about it, the AIs are all going to be programmed by different people. Mm-hmm. True. And so they're going to fight with each other. So the more we have, the better chance we have of survival. I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing and I thought about. That's why we're on the radio early in the morning is to think about 
one of the many reasons why AI I world yeah, domination. Yeah, but also, what if your phone dies when you're in the store? Does that like affect like how you? Oh, it could. Because yeah. that's you know like. I'm usually out and about with my phone on like 6%. So that's like a worry for me. Living <laughs> like life there. on the edge there. Am yeah. I going to like get arrested if it doesn't like transact properly when I leave, you know? <laughs> so I think we figured out maybe one way to game the system is to go in with a phone on. There you go. Turn it off while you're that's in there. That's the way. I accidentally oh, just help Amazon people on Amazon. Amazon. Right now they're like, oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Jeff Bezos, big listener. So, yep. Jeff, you're going to have to figure <laughs> that out. Why don't we take a break in case Jeff wants to call and ask oh us gosh. about that. Uh, we'll go ahead and hear another song. Thank you so much, Ella and Alex. That is Bubblegum Girl and Midori Ringo. You can find them on Instagram, on the Facebooks, on any of those things. And you guys have stuff for sale, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. both have shops. Yep. So that is really cool. And I want to get into that because I think that being an artist nowadays is completely different. And so I wanted to talk a little bit more about how that affects how you approach your art and things of that nature. So we're going to take a break. Uh, let's hear from Yui with Lacerin. L- Lacerin? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. <laughs> but it's Yui, which is U-I. And I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's pronounced right. Okay, so we're going to hear that song right now on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. This episode is brought to you by Shotgun Bedding. Sometimes you need a bed, and you need it fast. Who you gonna call? You're gonna call the friendly neighborhood sleep installation experts. This isn't just a mattress we're bringing to your house where you don't exactly know where it's coming from. It's a space-age foam polymer that is shot at a high velocity wherever you want, in whatever shape you want, and it'll be stuck there for years. Instant bed. That's there forever. As with most of our products, don't ingest it, look at it directly, or allow your mind to give in to the dark thoughts while lying on top of it. Order your comfy shotgun bedding at toacertaindegree.com. Yui on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was Laceria, not Lacerin or Lacerin, <laughs> uh, because I can't read my own handwriting. So I really should put that in some other format. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. WPRK, we're in our temporary studios now that they are redoing uh, our regular studio. So this will be our home for the next year. So as we try to work out the different uh, sounds and uh, things of that nature in terms of like the quality of the sound, especially. If you can hear my voice, though, that's great. That's what I'm usually going for. That's typically what radio is all about. I have some very special guests every week, and this week is no exception. I have Ella and Alex are here. You may know them as Bubblegum Girl and Midori Ringo are their sort of artists, nom de de artists, I guess, instead of nom de plume, because you guys don't actually do any writing, right? It's mostly just on the art side. Yeah, it's, yeah, pretty much does art. So uh, I would say electronic art for you, Ella? Like on the computer for the most part? Yeah, I'm pretty much digital, cutesy, like pop culture, you know, yeah. And then for you, Alex, it's much more sketches. I've seen some watercolors. I've seen some really cool stuff on Instagram. A lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. So very good. So you have... um, very different art styles, but where I met you was doing, you were doing a, um, an event together. What was that? The vintage Valentine's maybe? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was really great. Cause I got to know you a little bit. 
Um, and we traded some stuff because I was like, I really liked your stuff and I didn't have any money. So <laughs> here are things that I have that I can, uh, so I can have your stuff, which I really like about the artist community for the most part oh, is yeah. really supportive. Right? Mm -hmm, right. Like that was something that was very interesting to me instead of just, uh, everyone's competing for the same five people. They're all kind of working together and oh, yeah. helping each other a bit. Yeah. Cause I feel like, um, Many artists are just diverse enough that, you know, all of us can cater to different interests and in mm -hmm. people. So I don't really see it as a competition, more so as um, an aspect of that person's likes or interests, maybe, if that makes sense. I, I was always, well, after, like, that, that event and, like, just thinking in general, I was like, what if all the artists just created their own, like, you know, little community and all we did oh was gosh. trade stuff <laughs> it's yeah. like no no currency just art and whatever else we need <laughs> just art and cans of beans yeah yeah no that makes Ideal. sense when uh people ask you what you do because obviously art is just one aspect of your life what do you say how do you self-identify so that's always the biggest challenge to me is when somebody asks me that yeah i still have trouble with that and it does depend on the person I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's somebody my age or around my age, I feel like it's easier to explain, you know, how I'm an artist, like, um, you know, on social media, and I do this kind of art, and I can use descriptor terms that um, are more easily understood by people in my age group or around it. Oh, try some on me. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I would say that, you know, like, I, I don't like using this word um but i would say that my art is kind of kawaii it's yep. like yeah um so you know people my age would get that but if i'm explaining it to like my fiance's grandparents that's like a whole nother like, story i have someone else who does art too <laughs> right they're like oh you're an artist and then i think they might be expecting like a norman rockwell or, or you know that mm -hmm. kind of and then they see my art and they're like oh okay like uh cartoons and i'm like yeah <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> kind of, yeah. That'd be a way to explain it, but it's a very specific. So, pronounce it again, kawaii. Kawaii, yeah. Okay. Like that's, you know. But it's that sort of Japanese. Or yeah, it's Asian, the it's the, the Japanese word for cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of so, just describes that like subculture right. of like aesthetic. That it so is. you're anthropomorphizing things. You're putting yes. faces on different things, and yes. that, yeah, and it is incredibly cute. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. And Alex, how would you, if somebody asked you what you do? Um, I tell them that I do everything in like graphic design, art, curating, and then, you know, working at my mom's place or restaurant stuff. Like, and I always like to quote Prince. I think in, in an interview, they asked him, like, how many instruments do you play? And he just replies with all of them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he loves Prince. <laughs> I love Prince. <laughs> That's good. He's uh, he's very lovable. Rest uh, in peace. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You have a friend, um, Andy, who people would ask him, you know, what do you do? And he would go, about what? <laughs> I, so like I, like I like that. I like that a lot. I like that answer as well. Let me ask about this because I think this is a little bit different than, you know, if your fiance's grandparents are right. talking to you about being an artist you know, and, and you mentioned Norman Rockwell, it was a completely different mindset for being an artist. And I think that yeah. we're getting past, there's still sort of a stigma if you want to describe yourself as an artist or if you want to go to college oh, right. for yeah, art or something like that. 
But I think we're getting past that because I think people are realizing that you can make money doing that. So even yeah. if you don't do that as your full-time job, yeah, you might have this side thing, this, I hate to call it a side hustle because it's not a hustle. It's a passion for one day. It'll be a full hustle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but is it, you know, and, and you don't your guys are fairly young, so right. you don't necessarily know what it was like prior to this, but having the resource of, the the web and having resources oh, yeah. like Instagram where you can mm-hmm. create a following oh, yeah. and you know talk to people that are interested in the same thing um, is it is it really beneficial for you to be able to just go on and put something together and put it out there very quickly I would say it's I mean yeah it's definitely way easier than like um, that than artists who even I would say ten years ago, you know, in in the past ten years, it's just completely changed how artists put their work out there and how they gain their audience and everything. And um, I wouldn't say it's super easy, but because with the accessibility, you know, to do that, the I would say I don't want to say market, but you know, that kind of term um, becomes a lot more saturated. So mm-hmm. it can be kind of. Um, harder to get noticed, I guess, because there's so many people out here doing the exact same thing as you are. So you have to be really unique to really stand out and have people start liking you, I think. Or like, you know, kind of generating a following around you and your work. Yeah. um, It's funny to me because like some artists that are really good, like she had just gone to Momocon in Atlanta and she had bought a print from an artist named Ria... Ria Brigo. Ria Brigo. Yeah. And I had no idea... Like, she doesn't have an Instagram, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they don't I have I found Instagram. her image on Facebook, mm-hmm. but they hadn't credited her. So, like, that artist is getting noticed more than I am, but her name isn't on... Well, the, okay, right, so you... another problem. Right, it's hand-in-hand hand now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't necessarily just create art. You could, and right. you might be successful at it. But if you're not out there sort of polishing your image and making mm-hmm. sure people are, you know, almost uh, being protective, mm-hmm. right? Like making sure that if you post something on Tumblr or Facebook and it gets reshared, that you have to kind yeah. of keep on top of that yeah. to the make issue, sure all the content and the credit is there. Yeah. The issue of art theft, I think we could talk about for the whole radio show and, okay. you know, avoiding So how to do that, it and yeah, how, to, just, how to be effective like at it? Like the controversy of like, should you watermark your work? You know, should you not? But Rhea Brigo is um, a very established artist who does um, different covers, um, comic book covers mm-hmm. for Adventure Time, Steven Universe. So I think that they probably, you know, it's not worth the fight at this point because it's just so widespread with many of the larger artists sure. that they might feel that it's kind of just, you know, what can you do at this point? It's part of it's the cost yeah. of doing business. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's definitely really difficult and something that a lot of artists struggle with. But usually um, you have a really loyal fan base who will point that out so that you can get it taken down because it, it is something that can really affect artists who are still establishing themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're not getting all this credit and somebody's stealing like your ideas and stuff, it's not going to help, you know, your build, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just it's definitely a difficult situation. What has been, uh, Alex, you talked a little bit about sort of uh, building that following and building that community for yourself, that's been a little bit of a challenge for you. Has mm-hmm. that been the most challenging thing um, 
for you as far as like uh, selling stuff online and yeah i i don't really do good online like at events like i do fine like i do great and stuff but online it's a lot more difficult for me and like the main thing i use is instagram and usually i just do like the automatic instagram post to Mm -hmm. facebook and Mm -hmm. but i still don't even get that like i get one like or not even any on my facebook page and and like just having to set up the entire social media looking like clean and that's a lot of work for me that I, I well, finding yeah. all the yeah. hashtags and mm-hmm. doing all those things. I think things. a lot of it is also just learning how to cater to each social media because each audience is different Slightly with different, each social yeah. media because I'm like I would say the social media that I'm most successful with is Instagram mm-hmm. and um, I would say second to that is Twitter but I'm still confused. It's just a different environment in which people become successful on Twitter versus um, how they become successful on Instagram because there will be artists who have a Twitter and an Instagram, but sometimes it's like they'll have 200,000 followers on one, but n- not even half as much on the other, right, just depending right. on how they cater to their um, like different audiences. Do you think there's, I mean, we're going to talk about bad business ideas in the second hour, <laughs> but do you think there's like a social media agent for artists? Again, where we go oh, back yeah. to talking about like, um, doing it as a bartering system. Mm-hmm, so I'll yeah. give you art if you create a community for me, for my art. Um, are you asking, like, are you asking if you think there's a um, field yeah, for I'm, that? I'm halfway tongue in cheek, but part of me is like, <laughs> I kind of want to do that. I feel, you know, I feel like that could possibly work, but it's also just, I think with social media, um, it's hard because you have to devote so much time to it because the way you grow a following is people, when they follow your social media, they like your work, but they also want to get to know you as a person in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't want to know like everything. You don't need to like put all your dirty laundry on there. But I mean, um, they like social media because they feel like it kind of connects them closer to like the people they admire. Mm-hmm. So it has to be it still has to be consistently genuine for I feel right. like that to be successful. But I mean, tons of people are still successful and they, you know, use like marketing services and stuff. For yeah, their work. I, so it I, just depends. I know a friend who does social media marketing for like a ton of businesses. And then I guess like tattoo shop is like along the lines of like artsy. almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she she basically got them to like trade tattoos for her to do. Wow. Social media marketing. That's like, awesome. <laughs> I think like three thousand dollars worth of like work each way so it's like that's awesome yeah, yeah. that is really yeah. awesome so it okay it works all right so yeah. i'm gonna do that first <laughs> I, first step let me just write this out first step learn social media <laughs> yeah second step Same. find clients so you guys will be my first uh, third step find tattoo parlor there you go I it's like only that. up from here <laughs> All right, well, let's take a break. Uh, thank you guys for that information. We're going to play another song here. How about some Aesop Rock? All right. Okay. Yeah, Sounds good. Are we all going to pretend like we know who that is? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, this is Rings on WPRK Winter Park 4. Oh, actually, this is an interesting song. I wanted to play this because he talks about in this song, like remembering when he was younger and he used to draw and he used to paint and he used to do all these other things. And now I feel like the the sort of moral of the story is he doesn't have time to do that stuff, but he misses it. Mm. So that's why I wanted to play this song. Look, <laughs> there's a method to my madness. <laughs> and that'll be on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. This episode is brought to you by Mood Condiments. 
Let's say you had a fight while on a date and you lost your appetite. Well, that's fantastic. Well, for us, not for you. Research that we just did shows that your mood affects how food tastes. So Mood Condiments uses a patented nanotechnology that determines how you're feeling and releases different chemical agents to account for that. No matter how you feel, it won't change your meal. Mmm, nanotechnology. Aesop Rock on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was Rings. And uh, we were chatting the whole time, so we didn't get to listen to that song. So <laughs> at some point, Alex, Ella, go back and listen to that. And maybe it'll be poignant for you someday. There we go. Talking yeah. about, oh, I used to, you know, draw and I used <laughs> I to paint. that art thing once. Oh, back in the day. That's why I quit my job, just so I could do art yep. as the main thing. Yeah. You did or you're going to? No, I did. Yeah? How'd that work out? It's fine. It's still going? It's still, still going. Yeah, yeah. Still? Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, so you may know them better as Bubblegum Girl and Midori Ringo, and we're going to get into a little bit more of some of the different things that you guys do. But what I wanted to talk to you about is college. So okay. coming out of high school, and where did you go to high school? In Daytona? Yeah. Yeah, we both went to um, Spruce Creek, but I actually ended up finishing at Atlantic. So oh. I kind of had two high schools. Yeah, nice. I went to Seabreeze. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a million years ago. Compared <laughs> yeah. to so 40 years ago, I went to Seabreeze High, and then you guys just graduated recently. I don't uh, coming out of high school, were you, um, you were like, I got to go to college? Were you, did you want to take some time off? Were you already drawing? Were you already uh, being artistic oh. at that point? Like, what was your motivation? And then if you had any advice to give to somebody who's coming out of high school now, what uh, would it be? Yeah, I would say if art is your passion, just, like, don't deny it and really go for it. Because yeah. I spent a lot of time kind of just um, floating between different ideas I had for myself and things I could do. But things that I wasn't as happy with as I was making art, Um I actually almost didn't go to college at first because I <laughs> I thought when I turned 18, I was going to be like Ani DeFranco and just like tour around America playing my guitar and singing little like feminist folk tunes. But um, I actually ended up going to... Could uh, you play guitar? Um, I can kind of badly. I mean, okay. like... I, <laughs> well, I just wanted depends, to make sure. Like, I graduated high school. I couldn't play guitar, but what I wanted to do was be Ani DeFranco. Yeah, yeah. I love her, but... Um, yeah, I ended up still going to college. I initially went to photography school first, but that was really stressful. So <laughs> um, I actually ended up just moving to elementary education major because I was like, this is like my backup thing, I guess, if like art doesn't work out. But mm -hmm. I really want art to work out. So I'm kind of straying, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm finishing college, but I'm really trying to make my art thing be a thing. Okay, so but you have your backup plan. Yeah, basically <laughs> just the, in case I guess. the degree comes down to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Alex, how about you? You were coming out of high school, and I, what happened? I just like I've always had one goal, and it was to get out of Daytona. Yeah. So uh, I actually it's a, it's a goal I, I <laughs> share with you. Yeah. I mean, even just Florida in general, like that's the one thing that drives oh, yeah. me is just to get out. Same. And, like I I. For high school students, like, getting out, like, just 
whatever you want to do, just like hustle. Hustle as hard as you can for it. Like, yeah. don't doubt yourself. Like, don't worry go. about it being perfect. Don't like overthink stuff. Just do it and you'll get better over time. Like, yeah. just with And the I know there's always like your parents like telling you, like, you know, but you need to do this. Right. Yeah, don't listen to yeah. anybody over 30. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really hard to pursue art because, you know, it's people think it can be kind of cutthroat because. In I would say, I don't want to say back then because that makes it sound really old, but, you know, the world of art has changed so much. And back then it was a lot harder to make it in the art world, I feel like. But I think it's a lot more accessible now, like how we yeah. talked about earlier. I always try to reassure like artist friends, like you'll, you'll do fine, like just like keep yeah. going and stuff. But I do understand there are some like artists who just don't want to show the world like is yeah. as great as their art is. Like I always right. try to like whoever like my friends are and they're like, emerging artists or something like I always try to them I'll always send those like call to artists out yeah. and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Alex let me ask you what the getting out of Daytona totally understand I had to do that myself talk to me about the getting out of Florida a little bit because is that you know you if you're a serious artist you can't be a serious artist in Florida is it you know you have sort of set these goals for yourself as far as I want to try to live in New York because that's a challenge that some people have for themselves. Like, what do you, what is it that you're looking for there? I think like, it's not even just like New York now where you think you're going to be like the, the it artist or like, and I know a lot of like really cool artists who made it in New York. Um, I do believe that you can't really succeed as an artist in Florida. There is Miami, there's art Basel, there's like, um, I've met some artists from Miami who moved out of Miami because they just felt like they couldn't make it there mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I think like a lot of major cities now are really like since the art scene has like grown so much, like people like seek out like gallery walks and all right. that stuff. Um, Florida just doesn't have as much mobility. And I, I know think. people try so hard to make like the art scene yeah. happen, especially in Orlando. And I admire that so much, but I also feel really bad for being like, it might probably not happen. Like that's what I, I see as like a mm -hmm. younger artist. So then where would you go? Where do you feel like you have to go to make it, make that work for you? Um, Honestly, I was thinking like, as much as D.C. sounds like a weird, like, area for an artist, like, I don't know, somewhere, not quite New York, and, like, mm -hmm. um, and I don't even think, like, California, like, you have to go out to California to be, an, like, a successful artist. Like, I don't know. I feel like you can I, make it work wherever you're I at. I think, yeah, no matter where you live, I think that if you work really hard at it, you can still, like, get there, no mm -hmm. matter, like, where you live. So then the escape for you, Alex, it, it just feels like it's it's a story that's very similar to my own. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel I just wanted to explore that a little bit more is less about becoming a successful artist. You're just trying to get away from Florida. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go back. But I north. mean, anywhere, I feel like anywhere that I go, no matter where I end up, like I'll find the art seat. Right. And I will, sure, sure. I will, yeah. I'll make yeah. it work. Yeah, Des Moines, Iowa. I could see you there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, we're gonna send you there for a uh, for a thing. All right. Well, let's take another break. We're gonna come back with bad business ideas. We got a very All special right. pop quiz today. Not only is it my sister's birthday, 
it's somebody else's birthday that's very special. Oh, my goodness. Much more special. Well, I shouldn't say that. My sister's very special. So, (laughs) Stephanie, if you're listening. Uh, But let's play a song right now. We've got a couple other things coming up, and we are going to talk more with Ella and Alex, uh, of course, Bubblegum Girl and Midori Ringo. But let's play a song right now. This is, I don't know how to pronounce this either, Alok Meta. And I did write it down correctly. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, In Between Blue is the name of the song on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. We'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to a certain degree. This episode is brought to you by Farm Off the Turnip Truck. Growing your own fruits and vegetables is a wonderful way to stay healthy. But what is your home garden missing? That's right, mobility. At Farm Off the Turnip Truck, we put a backyard into the back of your car so you always have access to a healthy meal. Farm off the turnip truck. Get your greens on the go. Go for a spin with your salad. Give a lift to your legumes. Cart around those carrots. Get trucking with your tomatoes. Get a free estimate for converting your vehicle at toacertaindegree.com. Stevie Wonder on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. The best in basement radio and the voice of Rollins College. You're listening to A Certain Degree for once in my life. I think is how, is that how you would say it? For once in my yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that for a second. Uh, the inflection, <laughs> I like to do the different inflections. Good morning, my name is Nick. Uh, Ella and Alex are here, and they are wonderful, wonderful guests, wonderful human beings. Uh, can you believe the first hour is already done? I know, it went by so fast. I yeah. can talk forever. I am just <laughs> such a wonderful host. Yeah, uh, so yes. let's, you know what the start of the 8 o'clock hour means? Do you? I think so. Okay, great. Means I haven't woken up yet? Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> it means one thing. Bad business ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. That was great. Yes, bad business ideas. Leave your inhibitions behind along with logic and a healthy respect for the law. Also the environment. Just leave all of those things behind. (laughs) Uh, Before we get to your ideas, I wanted to talk a little bit about one that I think I'm going to, I'm going to launch later this, this summer as a possibly a monthly subscription service. So I want to get your opinion on it as artists, as people who appreciate sort of quirky things out in the world, you were, uh, everybody who comes on gets a gift bag. And so I try to put in some of the stuff that I do, including the 3D printed hearts, but also a little product I like to call Card and Fast. Mm -hmm. So the idea here is I love typing on my typewriter. Yes. And so there's only so much I can type on my typewriter without seeming like a kidnapper or stalker (laughs) or something along those lines. A ransom. So I thought, what if I typed cards for other people? That's where Card and Fast came from. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, Alex, we'll start with you. If you could read the card that I wrote for you to send out to somebody. Now, this is not necessarily just for you. Uh, This is something that I wrote that I thought kind of matched up with your personality well. Ooh, okay. I'm questioning a lot of cliches lately. For example, living in someone's shadow is negative. Why? What could be better than doing that? It's shady. You can suddenly leap out when necessary. And all the pressure is on the person casting the shadow. For me, that person under pressure uh, and providing my shade is you. Whenever you're around, things just seem a lot easier for me. 
It's like you soak up all the attention, and I can go around stealing people's PIN numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Other (laughs) misunderstood cliches include raining cats and dogs. I don't think that's the right combo of animals to denote heavy rain. More like kangaroos and naked mole rats, apples and oranges. (laughs) Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, Ella, would you like to read yours? Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, I'm ready. Watching a cooking show, like a really amazing cooking show, while I make a PBJ. I'm not saying this happens often, certainly not every Tuesday and many Fridays, but the last time it happened, it reminded me of you. Not the PBJ, the cooking show. You're my aspirational cooking show. That's a lot of responsibility for you, but just like Hell's Kitchen or Mind of a Chef, I know I can count on you to make me a better person and explain what the difference between mayo and an aioli is. Aioli? And now I'm starving. You're so great. Buy me lunch? Sincerely? Or, oh, sorry, salivatingly. Nice. <laughs> Goodness. So, in general, so I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking for honest feedback because obviously I think it's clever. It's a wonderful writing exercise for me because I get to right. get on there. I can't edit. Because it's a typewriter. <laughs> right. So I got to keep going. So if I start to make a mistake, I just got to roll with it. I I actually like this a lot. I feel like this cooking show one is actually stuff I would say. Right. Because <laughs> I love the Food Network. And I feel like um, this is my personality, like, in a card. And it could be, um, I don't know, just really customized to, like, who you're sending it to in a way. It could be, yeah. What I was thinking of doing originally is uh, sending three or four a month. Yeah. And so, like, getting feedback from people about what themes they might want. But in general, it's all about connecting people. Right. Um, Because the idea is that if you're going to take the time to send a letter as opposed to a Facebook post or something like that, which is just, here I am, here I am, here I am. This is about a a two-way sort of conversation. Right. Yeah, I just really like how unique the um, prompts are. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's just kind of a fresh take on like Hallmark, maybe, (laughs) you know, kind of just um, breaks the monotony of uh, just greeting cards and like their old retired like phrases that you send to people like, you know, year and year or year after year. Right. This one kind of just brings like a new life to that, I feel like. Uh, okay, so you think like maybe doing some theme ones like happy birthday? I mean, and you could even get really um, vague with it, you know, because I feel like, you know, these are kind of like friendship cards, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of like appreciating the person. Um, I don't think like I think you could do like really cool things with happy birthday that don't like necessarily just like make it about the happy birthday, if that makes sense. Right, right. Just talking about how old they are and making fun of that. <laughs> yeah, that no, I, lo- I love that I part. think your writing style can make it really <laughs> okay. funny, actually. I know a few people that I would get a card for like this. <laughs> okay, very good. All right, Alex, anything else to add? Well, I, I love it. I like, you know, that it's it's like, it's not just like, happy birthday from me. Love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love this. Yeah, it, it works. And it's like, you know, not snarky, but. Yeah, um, or like witty, this, or witty. like the same Mother's Day poem that yeah. you've given her. Ooh, yeah. Mother's Day seven ones would be day, seven years in a row. <laughs> I was thinking of also doing themes like, for example, sometime in the summer would be sort of a because uh, all the big movies come out, so that oh, would be yeah. all movie related ones. Yeah, that would actually Something be really cool. Lines. I like okay. that a lot. All right, all right, I'm gonna work on that. Thank you guys for your <laughs> feedback. Uh, a- Alex and Ella, may I call you Alex and Ella? Yes. Great. Sage smudging. Have you heard of this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you do it at all? Um, I actually, I feel like I don't refer to it as smudging because 
personally, I just feel like that's a um, cultural thing that I've not been like in mm -hmm. or like taught. I just call it like sage cleansing, basically. Yeah. I like to do that. I'm, you know, I'm moving. I actually did that in my new apartment to so feel before like you moved in. Yeah, yeah, like I went around and I tried to do my best to cleanse out any bad energy or anything. Right. You know? So there's a little bit of. Do you have you ever done it, Alex? Yeah. Um. When I was a kid, my parents did it like a couple of times. Like that's how yeah. I, I know about it in like the metaphysical shops. Yeah. yeah. So from what I understand, it's also um, hygienic. It's also supposed to actually be good for the environment right. as well. But it smells really good too. Yeah. So. And, but <laughs> it is blessing. supposed to get rid of evil spirits or mm -hmm. evil energy or right. bad energy, however yeah. you want to uh, uh, to do it. So what I'd like to do, I mean, first of all burning stuff in your house is kind of dangerous. Yeah. So how do we make it a little bit safer, but also how do we add some more things to it? Because burning sage would be for uh, bad energy, right? Mm -hmm. What if we go ahead and uh, just go ahead and pre-burn it mm -hmm. and then create a, uh, a product that I'd like to call housing spices. Oh my gosh. That you go around, we'll have more than eight herbs and spices. Uh, definitely like maybe separate bottles or maybe all in one, okay. but it does a bunch of different things. So like saging gets rid of bad energy, but maybe we put something else in there. We're not going to say what it is because we don't want to give away the whole oh, yeah. combination of herbs yeah. and spices, there just like go. the Colonel Super does, secret. uh, but one that attracts good spices okay. or good spirits, I should say one that clean out your pores, maybe oh my gosh. Unclogs, <laughs> unclogs pipes. All-purpose spices. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so that's the housing spices. Okay. So if you like that, that's Ashes in Action right. is the name, ashes is the tagline. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about that one? That's your first uh, potential. And did I mention, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but by being on the show, you guys have to pick at least one. You don't have okay. to pick the same one. And then you actually do have to run with it. Okay. You have to invest in it or find investors you're going to have oh to, gosh. you know, do, and all the design is done. I mean, you guys can do all mm. the design for it. <laughs> uh, as far as the advertising goes, uh, you can practice creating a community online, Alex, because this is now a product that you're going to own and, well, part own. I'm going to still own it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a silent investor in all this. And by oh investor, gosh. I mean, I'm just going to come up with the idea. And social not do media anything afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. get the tattoo shop involved. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that would be great. So that's housing spices. Any uh, ideas on that or any feedback on that one? I think mm. the, what is it? The ashes and actions. You like that? I, I think it's a little, I feel a little bit morbid about that. I mean, like after you sprinkle it, like once you like vacuum your carpet or like sweep, it's kind of just gone. So, so like. You have to do more. So I feel like. It's kind of along the same vein of um, how people spray like essential oils and water and stuff. So maybe if you added the ashes to like a water suspension thing, then oh, you like could that. spray it and it kind of has like maybe it sticks to your wall and it just yeah. stays there <laughs> until <laughs> yeah. you clean your wall. <laughs> right. If they had had this on Stranger Things, they would not have had these problems. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love everything no about this. Down. Yeah, so I feel like it needs a little, a few tweaks, but it could be put your a the yeah. the ashes in like a sifter and just start walking. Yeah, but the 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 special water bottle that you have to put it in is extra, and it's gonna be like fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, it's a very yeah. special yeah. water bottle. <laughs> you can only use this one. Three different spray um, options. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. this is the one that just shoots. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like this. Be gone, demon. Okay, hey guys, we got. You know what? Normally, I would only have two 
ideas for you. Okay. I have three ideas. Today. Oh, here okay. we go. So this is just the first one. Uh-huh. I know All you right. guys are getting excited, I'm but ready. you might like this one even better. Uh, this is one that I've talked about before, but I really like it. No one's really run with this one yet. Okay. But the idea is what happens when you're a small business or maybe you're at a market of some kind and there's not enough people there. Oh my so gosh. you could do advertising right mm-hmm. beforehand, but that may not necessarily help get the people there. You want people there right, right away mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a solution for that. It's ride sharing to the highest bidder. So (laughs) instead of bidding on keywords and things like that, somebody's getting into a a Lyft or an Uber or, you know, what we're going to call bid bus and you're going to bid on their destination. So they may want to go, let's say downtown and watch the Orlando city soccer game. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're going to pay $4 for that ride. Okay. You're going to pay $5 to get them to a, a restaurant that you work at or oh, to a market or okay. something else. And then maybe somebody pays $6 to get them somewhere else altogether. So as as the user of the service, you're not necessarily going to know where you're going mm-hmm. unless you want to pay a little bit extra. I feel like that could be kind of fun. Like if you, I mean, obviously if you have somewhere you actually need to be, that's not practical. But. It's probably if you need to go to the airport to catch a flight. Yeah, this you don't is need not to go to the chair right for you. Yeah. yeah, no, but I think um, that that could be a really fun thing if you're just kind of like, I don't know what I want to do tonight. Let's just hop on this bus and see who wants me the most. Yeah, you know? yeah. like maybe a fun date idea. Yeah. I, I like so the be, mystery bus. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So, Alex, for your mom at, uh, at the restaurant. Uh, maybe that could be. Yeah. You know, it's a slow night. Yeah, she's Bust like uh, me and my mom will be on that get, thing, yeah. like <laughs> going crazy. I um, like the idea. Also, you could swipe right on people. You're like, I don't want no, like the. Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, I I'm like a bit that. on this one. Yeah, no, it, it reminds me of like a more advanced version of like they're like cute date ideas. You put all the date ideas in the jar and yep. you pick one. They're all sponsored. Yeah, they're right. all, you're just getting the car. There's no no question yeah. about it. We're yeah. like we're going now. Yeah, I kind of like that like spontaneity. Mm-hmm. That's okay. that real word. All right, so mystery. I'm changing the name to mystery bus. I like that. <laughs> uh, all. Rides. That makes it a little scary, actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good point. We're, do we, we're not going to call it the, the Mr. Oh yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's all Beetle inspired. Uh, okay, so that is Bidbus. We'll go back to the original name. Okay. Bidbus, okay. Housing Spices. One more. You ready? Yep. Airbnb. Have you okay. ever used it? Yes, um, I use it yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's great, right? Yeah. Uh, uh. I mean, I've only well, used it, it, it can once. Be Kind of sketchy sometimes, yeah. but in I've general, one. <laughs> you've only had one sketch well, factor. Yeah. Okay. Out of how many? Um, I feel like I've used Airbnb like ten times. I've That's used it out good. of the country yeah. too. I haven't That's used it good. in America, so I don't know how it is here. But I used it in Switzerland, yeah. and that was pretty okay. So you get to live like a local, um, maybe someplace a little kitschy and fun. Yeah. Uh, maybe someplace a little bit sketchy, but you yeah. might have a hotel that way. <laughs> it's a place to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Airbnb is for humans, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they're missing out on a big potential market because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of things that aren't humans <laughs> right. around. Right. Yeah, we do. Okay. So Airbnb. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like for apex predators, you need okay. to get them. Like, let's say, obviously, a bear isn't going to go on a phone. and Right. But you need to get rid of a bear. <laughs> In your neighborhood. This is happening yeah, in Seminole County all the time. in a humane fashion. Right. 
bear BNB. Find a place for oh them to gosh. go. This and then for one. the non-predators, you would have hair BNB. <laughs> so hair like the rabbit. Yeah. I think I'd probably need that one. But let's not stop there. Well, that would be really fun because yeah. then you're finding new places for right. rabbits and other cute animals to live. Um, I, I also thought of this one. So this is a combo. This could be just the B&B okay. sort of idea. Uh, what about when you're saging a place, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about that earlier. And you've gotten rid of these ghosts. Okay. Where do they go? Well, with, <laughs> oh my with scare B&B, you <laughs> oh can find gosh. a home for them. Because, I mean, you want to get rid of them, but you don't want to be mean. Are, are humans allowed in the scare B&Bs, though? Are humans allowed in them? Yeah. Are they allowed to book a scare B&B just for the scare factor? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, like some ambitious to October is the, the height, the season. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. For so Scare only B&B. in October can you book a Scare B&B. Yeah, right. The rest of the time, it's just for the undead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you buy like an abandoned barn in the middle of nowhere and kind of just <laughs> set up shop. Do. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, time. but for the ghosts, you know, you want some space in there, but you also kind of want it to be creepy so that they feel, you know, in their elements. Yeah. And, you know... Bank. Well, and that's this is the wonderful thing about the Airbnb models. We're not buying anything. Oh, we're just finding locations for them. So okay, if it's an so old we don't even barn, need to yeah. take a couple of pictures. So it's kind of just like whoever owns that land's problem. Yeah. Now I guess. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. I mean, that's even better. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like yes, that. the the ghost will pay you. I'm not sure how. I'm sure they've got some credit cards. All uh, right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're just the the middle people. Middle Earth? Middlemen? Middlemen? Yeah. Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Limbo. We're the, we're the hobbits. Yeah. In this scenario. Speaking of which, hobbits okay. need a place to stay oh my sometimes gosh. when they're traveling. That was something I noticed in Lord yeah. of the Rings yeah. is that where were they staying? Yeah. They're always no, outside I mean, if they had Hobbit B&B. Um, <laughs> okay. So you have three pretty amazing meals set in front of you. Right. Which one are you going to choose? Again, you don't have to choose the same one. Oh. We've got the the bear B and B, hair B and B, scare B and B combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the bid bus, the ride sharing to the highest bidder, and then we have the housing spices. So sage and a combination of herbs and spices that will do everything you ever wanted mm-hmm. uh, a thing of spice to do for you, I guess. Except <laughs> go on food. Yeah. So right. this is not for eating. <laughs> yeah. Let's please make don't that eat clear. This. Please do not eat this. <laughs> Boy, I'm yeah. stuck between the the spices and but I, I'm feeling scare B and B. Oh my I'm gosh, just, I so- really I like I like the mystery. I mean the bed bus. Sorry, bed bus. I know we okay. changed that. Um, but I really really like the idea of um the Airbnb uh, derivatives. Um, one that we didn't really touch on, but the hair BNB, I feel like that could actually be really useful, like for people who don't have family that they can like you know have watch your pets when you're out of state or you know like traveling. You know, like, I think that could be useful. Like, you know, can I rent a place for my cat to live for like two weeks? Like, you know, I have a person there, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they would have to like feed her and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. (laughs) I like So you're not opening your house. What what I like about that is, you know, if you were doing if you wanted to do the shared room arrangement, like let's say you have a shared room. Right. uh, Can be kind of weird. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. Obviously, we hear horror stories as well. Yeah. Uh, scare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the idea is I'm not sharing my room with a human. Now I'm sharing this room with a pet. I mean, I would like that. I mean, and I, I think- get paid for it to hang out with somebody else's. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. 
saying. Like, I like, can I go to these Airbnbs? I want to hang out with like some animals. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. your local possum. Yeah, no. is possum, local wait, possum. Is possum part of Airbnb or or Airbnb? I don't know. Uh, it is not an apex predator, I don't think, so it would be a hair b and Okay, alright, yeah. they're pretty harmless Good. for the most part. They like yeah. grapes, that's what I know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I definitely like... The one thing like... I know about possums, <laughs> they love them some grapes. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely... Videos? Are they more of a red wine or white wine? I think they're like a white wine. Or are they like sangria? Oh, oh my gosh. It's, I think it's between sangria and, and white wine. Okay. I can see <laughs> All right. Good to know. Got, got a you're, stock you're, up. You're listening to Possum Talk on WPRK <laughs> Winter Park, Florida. Yeah, I definitely, I'm 100% with the Airbnb derivatives. I okay. like Airbnb. I like the animal ones. They're all, I mean, solid ideas. Very good. So great. I will expect a an app that is yep. uh, animal accessible. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say in a month. Uh, yeah. A month oh yeah. And a half? Totally yeah. enough time. Okay. Six weeks. We like d- different keeks as the mascots oh are each one. A yes. Keeks. I can use my Halloween ones. Very yeah. good. Well, thank you guys. Uh, that was bad business ideas. We're going to come back with Alex and Ella. We've got a pop quiz. All right. Up. Uh, you know, it was funny because when we were first scheduling this, uh, you guys had to survive finals mm. before we could schedule it. And now you're coming on and we have a pop quiz. Yeah. yeah. How wonderful is that? Oh, the genuine nature of your enthusiasm. Yes. Literally killing me. Uh, let's listen to Esquivel with Lazy Bones on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. This episode is brought to you by Amplifier. Florida, it's pretty dag hot here. So who needs a full-time fire pit? Not you. But what if you need a part-time fire pit? Well, then Amplifier is who you're going to call. Based on the number of people at your event, we bring the right amount of wood. We bring the proper pit. We set it, and you won't forget it. We're also working on a line of GMO trees for more garish scents and smoke colors. Some have become sentient, but that's for God to worry about, not you. Amplifier. Prometheus may have stolen fire from the gods, but we're delivering it in 30 minutes or less. Now, on with the show. Esquivel on WPRK. Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. I'm just trying some new stuff. (laughs) Trying some new stuff out. My name is Nick. Uh, I'm always, always amazed at the level of guests that I'm able to ask to be on the show and that actually show up. Today is no exception. (laughs) Ella and Alex are here. Uh, You may know them as Bubblegum Girl and Midori Ringo. You're going to follow them on Instagram. You're going to follow them on Facebook. You're going to go to their stores and buy some of their stuff. And uh, we're going to talk about (laughs) potentially events and other things that you guys have coming up or that you're interested in. But first, we have a pop quiz. All right. It's a very, very special birthday (laughs) for somebody today. Um, And it's really about the ocean. So as I understand, uh, Ella, you love the ocean. Oh, no. And from what I understand, the ocean is very deep in some places Mm -hmm. and very deadly in all places. Uh, Just kidding. It's really (laughs) safe. You should swim in it all the time. Uh, With a floaty. Yes. With a floaty. Get the the floaty. It changes everything. Yeah. The Midori Ringo endorsed floaty. It's it's apple shaped. Uh, This quiz is about the ocean because on June 11th, 1910, a man very interested in the sea and many of its creatures were born. Uh, was born, I should say. Red hat, French accent, one of the first people to breathe underwater. 
Happy birthday, Jacques Cousteau. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's his birthday today. Uh, he, he's not around. He would be right. about 108 <laughs> years old today if yeah. he was still. <laughs> he did his um, best. But I did get some help from a uh, former guest uh, and friend of the show, Ren Shea, uh, helped out with this to test your knowledge about him. She's also a graphic designer, an artist, a water enthusiast, and uh, most recently helped open Bold Bird Creative. So let's go under the sea. Oh, that should be a song. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> I should Why look into that. that before, right? <laughs> okay, so let's see if I can get everything working. We've got Ren live on tape. Ren, take it away. Hey everyone. Jacques Cousteau, the author, the conservationist, the explorer. If it wasn't for a near-fatal car crash, we might have known him as Jacques Cousteau, the French Navy pilot. That accident cut his flying career short, and it led him to exploring the sea full-time, first for the Navy during World War II, and then as a full-time gig with a crew, multiple ships and submersibles, and that awesome red hat. He's credited with many technical innovations that make lives more aquatic. So, which of the following is one of those inventions? Was it A, the aqualung, which let people immerse themselves for longer than they could hold their breaths? B, the banana boat, which is just the best way to get around the ocean? Or C, the banana hammock, which allows for freedom of movement like no other? Which do you think it is that he helped invent? The aqualung, the banana boat, or the banana hammock? Banana boat? Are you familiar with the banana hammock? I, yeah, I'm afraid that, like, I'm going to think it's one of the serious answers, and then it's actually going to be the banana hammock. <laughs> it is, okay, no. Okay, so we were wrong. Also, I'm scoring this. Oh, my gosh. So I've got to choose I, a favorite at the end. So I, I'm, I'm just going to go just with the banana boat. The banana boat, yeah. okay. Um, I guess the aqua lung, that seems like the one that makes the most sense lung. to me. Okay, let's see from Ren which answer is correct. He was French, but he didn't come up with a Speedo. He and engineer Emile Gagnon are credited with the Aqualung. It wasn't the first kind of scuba gear ever invented, but it was the first open circuit and is the basis for most modern equipment. Open circuit means that when you breathe out, air is released out of the system as bubbles, as opposed to a closed circuit system, which scrubs and recycles the air. Open circuit sounds better to me, especially if you eat a lot of garlic. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So open circuit, one of the first inventors of scuba gear, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, which right. is what, oh, I could have asked that as a question. Do you guys know what that stood for? So, wait. Scuba. Oh, um, is it actually an acronym? Yeah. Oh. Well, self-contained I, underwater breathing apparatus. I never knew that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, obviously I do a lot of research yeah. on this. Uh, so let's ask the next question right now. Okay. Ella's winning. Okay. Alex. Right now, you're not my favorite. Oh, oh boy. No. I just want you to I know just that. want to pick the fun answer. <laughs> That's how okay. I pass all my tests. I, I, you know what? I might actually get points for that, too. So here we go with the next question. Ren? Several Hollywood land directors are fans of the Frenchman. Watching Cousteau's movies, TV shows, and reading his books left a mark on them that eventually led to making their own underwater and water-adjacent films. Out of these three movie makers, who has not made a motion picture that was in some way influenced by Cousteau? Was it A, Wes Anderson, B, James Cameron, or C, M. Night Shyamalan? 
Oh, that's so hard. Yeah, I feel really out of my So, Wes Anderson, James Cameron, or M. Night Shyamalan, who didn't make a movie, did not make a movie that was in some way influenced by their experiences with Jacques Cousteau? I'm going to go with M. Night Shyamalan. So, okay. Why M. Night? Um... I feel like for James Cameron and like Titanic, there's a lot of like undersea exploration. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to relate that. See, I don't even know that. And then uh, <laughs> Wes Anderson. Um, I know he has the same cast every time, but I forget the one movie with the guy with the, I think it's like a red cap, but I feel like that one's involving underwater. Okay. And Alex, it's like quirky. So Alex has some logic to it. <laughs> but Ella, it what do you have? M. Night, I mean, I don't know if I've even seen the Shyamalan. He did Avatar, the live-action Avatar, oh, but... not James Cameron Avatar. Right. Um, and then uh, he also did the Mermaid one. I forget what that one's called. See, but that's kind of underwater. Yeah, but it I is. Guess, but I guess it makes sense because he's kind of more... Why am I helping you? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you explained your answer, and I'm like, all right, now I kind of feel like... Are we... Are we allowed to pick the same answer? Sure. Okay. I, get, I will guys, trust you guys are friends. intelligence on okay. movies. So M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan for both yeah. of you. Okay. Let's see from Ren if that is the correct answer. M. Night Shyamalan is the correct answer. Thanks, Alex. Wes Anderson no, based an entire movie on Cousteau with The Life Aquatic. Yeah. There, there James Cameron spent some amount of time underwater with the Titanic and The Abyss. Watching The Happening from M. Night Shyamalan is a little like being underwater, but there's no record of a connection between the film and Cousteau. Didn't, like, James Cameron, like, reach, like, one of the lowest points in the ocean? Yeah, he got really into it after Titanic Mm -hmm. and stuff, so he got really into, like, undersea adventure. I think he did a documentary or two as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, very good. Well, Alex, you get a point for that. I'm going to give you a half point for helping. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she deserves a little more than me on that right one. Right now it's one and a half to two. All so right. you're only half back as far as being my favorite goes. Oh, my god! All right, so let's go to Ren for the next question. Cousteau is a natural storyteller, whether it was in moving pictures or in the written word. He started using underwater cameras dating back to the 1940s, and he won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival in 1956 for The Silent World. The movie was based on his book of the same name, and in it, he correctly predicted what? Was it A, octopi and squid are aliens, delicious, delicious aliens, B, Dolphins use echolocation to navigate and find food. Or C, clownfish will swim to the ends of the earth to find their offspring. I know octopi and squids are like weird looking and stuff, but I feel like it's the dolphin thing. Okay, so we've got Ella with the dolphin thing. I want to go with octopi and squid because it's the fun answer, but I'm going to go with the dolphins. Are you sure? No, I'm going with the octopi and Okay, squid. all right. Well, let's see what the right answer is. It was the dolphins, smart guy that Cousteau. The inner workings of clownfish were really a mystery until the documentary Finding Nemo came out in 2003. The extraterrestrial origins of the octopus and squid is a recent theory and explains a lot about them, but still very delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious aliens. They are. So that, yeah, is something that came up recently. So the idea that there uh, may have been spawned, like little seedlings have come from other planets, landed here. Oh, I never knew that. that. 
There's like such that. thing as giant squid, guys. Those things are really scary. Yeah, like, they are. Okay. Yeah. They only live <laughs> really not deep doubting down, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I watched it, Alex, like, some, like, theories. Facebook video, and I was like, there are giant squid out yeah. there. You just imagine that thing. All like, right, I'm going to give you three quarters of a point just for sticking to your guns. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm going to add this up later. A lot of of different fractions. Okay, let's go to the next question. I have a question for you. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants creator Steven Hillenburg is on record saying Cousteau movies are a source of inspiration in the creation of Bikini Bottom and its residents. And the French narrator who pops in on some episodes to note the passage of time is an homage to Jacques, of course. Now, let's hear your best French. Say 24 hours later with an accent. Yes. Oh, my God. I hate SpongeBob, but... All right, two years of French in high school. It's time to pay off. 24 hours later. Say that with a French accent. You go for it. Okay. All right, Ella, you're up. Ugh, this is a lot of pressure. All right. 24 hours later. Oh, that was so good. That was really good. Oh, boy. I don't know how I'm going to own up to that one. (laughs) Alex? Oh, Okay. Just copy me. Oh, no. <laughs> 24 hours later. <laughs> All right. I'm sounded just like it. I'm going to give. Okay. So somebody got a third of a point there. All, All right. right. Uh, let's see if Ren can do it better, actually. Le 24 hours later. I win. Yeah. No, adding the lay I don't think helped. All right. Let's get last question, you guys. Be totally serious. This is for all the marbles. All right. Get your game faces on. All, all right. right. For the people who are listening right now, their game faces are on. As far as I can tell. I just met them <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Cousteau loved the ocean, and he wanted to be on it or in it or talking about it as much as possible. It should then come as no surprise that living underwater for sustained periods of time was something he and his team explored in the 60s. Con Shelf, sort for Continental Shelf Station, was a project that tested the limits of the tiny house movement at depths of 33 to 100 feet underwater. The longest people were submerged during one of these experiments was about 30 days. If you had to check into one of these seaworthy studio apartments for a month, what are four things you would absolutely have to have with you? All right. So you're going underwater. You're going to be in a very small environment, possibly with other people, for 30 days. <laughs> oh, well. I already have anxiety. Yeah. What four things are you going to need? Oh, my gosh. I mean, do we get Wi-Fi? <laughs> no. I, I, would. I need my art there's, supplies there's no, or my computer. There's no, like, connection oh, down there. Is there even electricity? No. Well, well yes, yes, there would be electricity. Yeah, there okay. would be oxygen. So okay. it so would we don't have to be worry about the basics. Yeah, the basics would be handled. Okay. But what are some things that you couldn't live without? Um, definitely my Mac, so I can make art. I okay. guess if that is allowed to include my tablet with that. Um, wow, this is just stressful to answer. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I have to think about my other was, three things. It's four items. Four items. I'm I'm down to, to two already. That that sucks because I gotta bring my sketchbook and my pencil. Okay, and then, sketchbook. And then I was pencil. thinking an eraser because what if I run out? But oh you know, gosh, I got right, one. We can left. combine the pencil and eraser. Okay. <laughs> okay. Two more things. Um. 
Hmm. Pencil, eraser, sketchbook. I would probably definitely bring my favorite junk food, I guess. I don't know how accessible good food is going to be down there. Well, it's going to be mainly plankton and seaweed and some fish. Sounds gross. So, yeah, yeah definitely my favorite. I, am I allowed to exit this? Am I going to die if I exit? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you have to stay down there for 30 days. Yeah. No, I meant, like, to go explore. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll do some submersible stuff, I'm sure. Mm, huh. I would say, yeah, definitely some of my favorite snacks to keep me sane. And then maybe like, well, you would have music on the computer. I don't know. I just I just don't know if I could do it. Like, I'm already just stressed out thinking about like, I, I'm just <laughs> mm, I think I'm just going to go for what I always my Mr. Bunny, which is like a oh, a I, would bring, I would bring my cat. I would bring my cat. OK, I don't want to have not have my cat. OK. <laughs> and then um. So he or she would love the fish <laughs> diet. Right. Po- possibly a, a nightlight. <laughs> oh. Yeah, a nightlight. Yeah. Probably so. my fiance too. I should probably bring him. That way. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so now you're going to run out of oxygen quicker. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, my cat probably won't breathe as much. All right, so he can stay, he can stay above ground. Um, wow. I guess just... Oh, can I bring like... Would Netflix count as something? Oh, wait, no, we're not going to have Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is so difficult. What were your last two things? Mr. Bunny and my nightlight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> she's just hunkering down for yeah. the night. Yeah, for 30 okay. days. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to score this. Let's get to Ren and see what uh, what she would bring. Hmm. I would need one of those old-timey diving helmets, a copy of Bioshock for educational purposes, of mm. course. My cat, who I would miss very much. Oh, there we go. And most importantly, a notarized copy of the contract stating they could get me the heck out of there at the end of my stay. True. Anyway, that's it for me. Cut I don't know. We had to bring it's, almost, yeah, it's almost <laughs> like that movie Adrift that's coming out, but now you're underwater. Yeah. <laughs> but now you're underwater. <laughs> and still. Let's make it. Oh okay. Gosh. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up the score. Thank you for that. Uh, for people who want to know a little bit more about Ren, uh, she runs a photography and design studio uh, here in Orlando, and she's a treasure. She's a she's a sunken treasure. Uh, check it out at boldbirdcreative.com. And you can learn a little bit more about that as well. So uh, we're going to play a song and we're going to come back. And it's almost time for us to go, unfortunately, for us. So let's hear from some KT Tunstall with Someday Soon on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And after the break, I'll tell you who the winner is and who my favorite is. Ooh. Are you excited about that? Yeah. I yeah. Can tell. Oh, as excited right. as I can be. Anyway. Never mind. It's KT Tunstall, <laughs> WPRK, Park, Florida. This episode is brought to you by Lawn Hair. Have some unsightly brown patches of grass in your yard? How do your neighbors stand it? Sure, you could start a feud, or you can order Lawn Hair to fix the problem. Unlike sod or seeds, Lawn Hair instantly turns your brown upside down into green. With our patented delivery system, we spray fiberglass that was stained to match the exact shade of your lawn. Like magic! As long as no one breathes during installation. Or walks on or near the new grass. Ever. You'll have the best lawn on the block. And that may be a guarantee. Schedule your lawn hairdo at toacertaindegree.com. And that's how I got my back lasered. Oh, we're back. Hey. 
<laughs> so uh, you're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. That was KT Tunstall with Someday Soon. My very special guests today have been Ella and Alex. Uh, they will continue to be Ella and Alex, but now they will be Ella and Alex, not on the radio. Uh, so we can find Alex on Instagram at Midori underscore Ringo. And then on Facebook and Etsy at Midori Ringo Art. Yes. So thank you very much for coming in, Alex. Thank you. And uh, for Ella, we've got Bubblegum Girl with three R's. Yep. G-R-R-L. G-R-R-R-L. And then, uh, so that's good for pretty much everything, right? Yeah, Instagram, pretty much all social media. That's my tag. And then what about your shop site? Um, I was on Etsy, but I actually just moved to Ticktail. So it's now bubblegumgirl.ticktail.com. Okay. And you guys have a collaboration as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's slowly it but surely well. working on it. We're trying to find more time to really give it the love that it needs, but it's it's a really yeah. fun concept. So I think that we can do good things with it. And that's at Strawberry Apple Smoothie. Yes, on the Instagram. Is that how yeah. you say it? Yeah. Instagram. Great, <laughs> great. And then uh, Alex, you also mentioned the human experience emotions. Yes. Uh, it's something that's being curated by Goldmind. Yeah. Um, they're also on Instagram as the Goldmind. Um, but there's an event that they're having called Human Experience Emotions, um, where there's going to be a lot of different uh, visual artists and musicians and, like, dancers. Um, and that's at the Hanau Contemporary Center on July 7th. And I believe it's from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's correct. And you're going to be one of the artists there, I yes. take it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you also curate some shows yourself, right? What are you looking for uh, coming up or what are you looking for typically when you're working with artists? Um, I, I really... For them not to be jerks, eh? <laughs> to wire their big, pieces. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's, no offense. No, I know. I'm the worst about it. That, that's one thing I wish that more artists would do. I totally understand the other curators around Orlando when they're like, I will charge you $5 if you don't wire your piece. I get it now. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I just love like the fun small shows at like bars and restaurants and like that stuff. Quirky yeah, shows. environment. Great. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? No. no? Go visit them. Go check them out. Midori Ringo, <laughs> Bubblegum Girl. Uh, I've got some shows coming up. Uh, obviously, here every Monday we've got Rocky. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I should find out that uh, Rocky Soka or Socha. From the What's the Fuss podcast, we have Brianna Sosa coming up. Uh, she's going to be doing a tarot reading on oh. air of me, I guess. <laughs> so I'm going to know my future. And then Victoria Walsh is on July 2nd. Uh, she is better known as the Macrame Mama. So I don't know if we'll do Macrame on the air. I feel like tarot card reading you can get away with. Uh, macrame is... That's the, the kind the, of like brain. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you get really close to the to mic, the microphone, you can actually hear it. You can, you can hear how it's being made. <laughs> Visualize it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll look into that. <laughs> Maybe I'll get Twitch up and running too. Because I don't know that the macrame Twitch is really been something that's done yet. It, you can have a breakthrough. With I can just be the first, first one to do that. Yeah. Okay. Macrame Twitch. Actually, it's a terrible <laughs> idea that I'm going to use in the future. All right. You've been listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. Uh, I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. 
they might not respect your privacy, but we sure do. Search for to a certain degree, give us a follow, a like, a comment, any kind of validation. We just need a little validation. Who doesn't? We're not that different, you and us. Also check out to a certain degree.com. That's T-O-A, certain degree.com. Until next time, you're a delight to talk to. Thank you.